within Theravadan Buddhism, but I'm not, I'm not sure. The, the opposite of Theravadan, uh, like Burmese Buddhism, Burma and uh, uh, Thailand and and uh, what, what else? Um, Sri Lanka. I'm not sure if they actually call themselves different names, other than like with like uh, if they have a different. If Sri Lanka's Buddhism is kind of different from Burmese, or just some somewhat different from the other places. I mean, there are certain cultural differences, of course, but very just very slight. And they all wear the same. They all wear the same robes. There isn't much of a difference in, in the outlook. <coughs> but in Mahayana Buddhism, that's when you have this greater uh, uh, diversity. When you see a Tibetan monk, you know that's a Tibetan monk. When you see a, a Chinese monk, you know that this is a Chinese monk, and, and Japanese, and so forth. So th- there's quite a difference in, in the, not only in their culture, but also in their understanding. And within Tibetan Buddhism it, uh, itself, you have uh, uh, also uh, the different schools, the different, uh, I guess you call it different schools, uh, the four major schools, the Nima, the Satya, the, the Kagyu, and then the, the Gelupa. And, and from the, like if you were to enter a Nima temple, you wouldn't be able to, from the outset, be able to say, oh, that's a Nima temple or you look at temple, you only say from the outset, from the look of it, from the look of it they all look the same. But when you get to the, to the, to the studies, what they emphasize, the way they interpret certain, certain Mahayana uh, and Vajrayana uh, doctrines, then that's where you get into the, the differences. And the, especially when it comes to understanding uh, what, what, is, what is the highest uh, uh, presentation of, of um, of emptiness. That's where they have the different interpretations. And the <coughs> some of them consider uh, 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 and, and that, that's, that interpretation is what is called, referred to as Madhyamika. Okay. Uh, or the middle way philosophy. Uh, middle way philosophy uh, you have different uh, different uh, writers, who, different commentators, who are really just commenting on Nagarjuna's work. So you have, after Nagarjuna, people who are following Nagarjuna have different understanding, different interpretations of it, and then they have their right in, you know, to comment upon each other, to criticize each other. And then those, this, this, this uh, tradition, these two traditions now arrive in Tibet, at the time when, the, when Tibetans are sort of like absor- starting to absorb Buddhism. Uh, interestingly enough, just like uh, something that happened here in, in, in the West where there was a... Uh, oh, no, I forget exactly when. Well, we went through uh, the Middle Ages, or the, what's called the Dark Ages. And it's interesting enough, it wasn't that Right before that, there was a there was a uh, a period of, of a great learning, a period of great uh, interest in philosophy, and then after the Middle Ages, the, it was like a rediscovery of what happened what happened before the Middle Ages that was sort of resurfacing. Right? So it was some, some something somewhat like that in uh, in Tibet that 
the, the latter, there was an understanding of Madhyamika that was pre, that was a, there was an understanding of Banyamika that was arriving in Tibet, but it wasn't considered to be like the highest understanding of Banyamika. And as far as the Tibetans were, were concerned, that was the highest. And then when, when, when they discovered the, the writings of Chandrakirti and others, then they, 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 they realized that there were other understandings of Banyamika. Okay? And because of that, um, the different schools in Tibet sort of had a... Sort of different understanding of, of, of Madhyamika in the sense of uh, how many schools how many, how many interpretations of Madhyamika exist and who exactly fits into those different interpretations into, into those different uh, schools of interpretation um, because the works that were coming from India weren't necessarily calling themselves uh, Madhyamika, uh, Prasangika, they weren't calling themselves Madhyamika, Sakantika, they were just calling themselves Madhyamika. And it was in Tibet that they were actually sort of uh, uh, trying to decide which, how many groups are there and who falls into what, what group. And you had, uh, and, and of course you also had the Chita uh, Mainomi school, which was also a later, uh, which came after Madhyamika. And then, since it came after, so there were people who were understanding it in a, uh, trying to understand, trying to see it as the highest understanding of, of the Buddha or the pit of a new understanding of the Buddha's teaching. Now, a reason for all this is because when you get to the sixth bhumi, the sixth bhumi is about understanding the, the nature of, of the true, the true, having a true understanding of the nature of reality. And, and it's not so much for the, for the Bodhisattva who is on the sixth bhumi, it's really for those who are explaining what the, what, for those who are explaining the, the sixth bhumi. So when they are explaining the sixth bhumi, they're trying to explain this highest understanding of, of emptiness. So there are different, different ways of presenting exactly what is this highest understanding. Okay. But as far as the six Bhumi Bodhis, uh, Bodhisattva is concerned, I mean, they understand it, okay? And they don't need to, they don't need a, a commentator to, to explain to them, uh, uh, finally, they get, finally they, they discover this text that was hidden somewhere and the six Bhumi power allows them to be able to go get it and be able to, oh, now I finally understand it, okay? So, so the Bodhisattva, uh, starting from the first Bumi, second Bumi, third Bumi, remember uh, what was going on is that uh, before the Bodhisattva even reached the first Bumi, the Bodhisattva was training in training in wisdom, training in ethics, training in all all the all the perfections. As soon as the Bodhisattva enters the path, the Bodhisattva is training in all those in all those uh, perfections. So it's training in the perfection of uh, training in meditation, training in wisdom, training in ethics, training in, in and uh, efforts and so forth. So at this, there's a point where the Bodhisattva has trained him or herself sufficiently where the uh, where the meditation is capable of being able to allow them to have a direct perception of of, of emptiness or direct perception of the true nature of reality. 
And at, this, at that moment of when, when the Bodhisattva finally has a direct perception of the true nature of reality, that's when the Bodhisattva has entered the first boom, right? And at that moment, at the direct perception of the true nature of reality, things, uh, things start to happen. The first time the Bodhisattva encounters the, uh, the true nature of reality, you have to understand that the Bodhisattva has a lot of things going on in, in there are a lot of things in the mind also. Not, not, uh, not necessarily seeing the true nature of reality with the Bodhisattva, but you know, there are things which are dormant. And when the Bodhisattva sees the true nature of reality, that, imp- that impact, the impact of seeing the true nature of reality for the first time, uh, uh, completely erase certain, uh, certain tendencies from the Bodhisattva. And then certain things are not completely erased, but they are, they are, they are made to be, to become less, uh, to become less manifest, more, more, uh, less powerful. Okay. So, as far as intellectual, called intellectually formed delusions are concerned, those are completely destroyed. No more will the Bodhisattva ever, for the rest of the Bodhisattva's existence, have any more intellectually formed delusions. Okay. And at that moment, also the Bodhisattva destroys uh, uh, the, uh, the capacity or the tendency or the seeds to, 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 to be, ever be, to be selfish. So that's why the Bodhisattva is now, is because the Bodhisattva doesn't have any, any seed to, of selfishness, the Bodhisattva is now practicing, when the, Bodhi, when the Bodhisattva practices generosity, the, the Bodhisattva practices generosity to an extent to a to a to a to a uh, to a uh, exceptional degree. Okay. Now, it's you have to it's it's it's, it's the same thing that the Bodhisattva is doing, going into a deep meditation again, trying to have a deep, uh, trying to trying to get into another deep uh, and direct. Experience of the true nature of, real, uh, true nature of reality again to see it, to have another deep, direct perception of emptiness again. And whenever that, whenever Bodhisattva uh, goes there, now what uh, what is present and also what is absent influence the impact what happens to the Bodhisattva because the Bodhisattva is now seeing the emptiness directly again. So because of the condition that has been set by the first boom. The, the intellectually formed delusions are gone. Uh, uh, the seeds to be selfish is co- are completely gone. So that enhances all the practices that the Bodhisattva has been doing so far. It enhances their meditation. It enhances their uh, uh, understanding. And when they again see the true nature of reality, because of all those conditions, then it, those conditions now are able to e- uh, remove. Uh, permanently, other uh, other uh, seeds that were in the mind of the Bodhisattva. Okay, and remember, from the second bumi up to uh, onward to the tenth bumi, what the Bodhisattva is uh, dealing with is removing the seeds of innate delusions. Okay, and the, and and that that is done gradually, going from the grossest form of the innate delusion up to the subtlest. Uh, form of the uh, innate delusion, and they're given the names. Remember the names: big, 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 big medium, big, small, and then 
small, or medium, big, medium, 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 small, small, big, small, medium, small, small. Okay? I mean, why not? They could have been given, you know, just numbers, right? One, two, three, four, five, or they could have been given, you know, ex- you know exotic names, you know, the dragon's breath, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the emperor's turtle, or something like that. <laughs> but they're just given those names, okay? So, the first one that, 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 that is uh, uh, the first of those innate delusions that are removed is that, that is removed at the second Buddha. And because when that is removed, then the Bodhisattva also is, is free of, uh, of uh, the seeds of. Uh, well, it doesn't really have a name, so no, the, 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 the lack of. of uh, all those things connected with be, that make someone either being potentially unethical or outright unethical. Okay, so the Bodhisattva is completely free of that tendency of the seed for that, and that's why the Bodhisattva's uh, practice of ethics now becomes exceptional. Okay, it's not it, so. The reason uh, the, the point I'm trying to make here with the with the exceptional practices is not so much that the Bodhisattva all of a sudden discovers a new practice. And then it makes the, the, the practice of generosity exceptional, or it makes the practice of efforts uh, exceptional. It's, they're doing the same practice, but because they are free of something in, in their own continuum, it makes that particular uh, practice that they're already doing exceptional. Okay. So at the third bumi, then it is um, uh, patience, which is exceptional. At the fourth bumi, it's uh, effort, which is exceptional. And then at the at the fifth bumi, then it is a practice of of meditation, which is exceptional. And the reason that uh, the practice and, and remember also from what we mentioned last time, when you look at the the five uh, we call the things the five hindrances the the cause sometimes, or just the five obstacles, okay, to uh, uh, Attachment or or or, uh, or desire, uh, hatred or ill will. Uh, uh, what do you call that one? Because that one remorse or 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 call it a dysfunctional guilt. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, one is a sense of a heaviness in the mind, heaviness in the body. We refer to that as what for that laziness. And the last one is uh, a doubt. Okay. So in each each time the Bodhisattva encounters emptiness directly again, the Bodhisattva either destroys one of them entirely, or the Bodhisattva's uh, uh, impact with emptiness uh, makes one makes the rest of them the rest, those that remain it makes them less powerful. Okay. So up to the uh, the fifth Bhumi the Bodhisattva now has destroyed the tendency what among those among those five uh, hindrances what really uh, works against being able to uh, to uh, to keep your mind focused to keep your mind uh, completely uh, uh, stable is a remorse okay. so when you free yourself from remorse or, or, or the potential at, at this level the Bodhisattva doesn't necessarily have these things manifesting they're more like the seeds of them are still there okay. 
so that when the seeds, the very seeds of, rem- of, of, of remorse or dysfunctional guilt is removed from the continuum of the Bodhisattva, then the, the Bodhisattva is no, the Bodhisattva's practice of meditation, the Bodhisattva's practice of concentration becomes ex- exceptional. Okay. Now the condition is set. Okay. Now the Bodhisattva is free of 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 of, of uh, a lot. The Bodhisattva is free of all the the, the, the big the big uh, big uh, innate delusions, the seeds of the big big type of innate delusions, and uh, the 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 big uh, medium delusions. Right, the Bodhisattva is free of all those. That they're not they're not just sleeping anymore in the, in the mind of the Bodhisattva. Now they're completely gone. Okay, and also within the continuum of this Bodhisattva is also free of attachment, free of uh, uh, the capacity to, to have hatred. The capacity the Bodhisattva has now uh, is free of laziness. So the Bodhisattva and and, uh, and and whatever is con- connected with laziness. So those seeds are all gone now. So the Bodhisattva's mind is now freer than before. It's clearer than before. So it makes it means now everything is now is uh, is is, uh, is uh, all all the practices that the Bodhisattva is doing, the Bodhisattva is doing them to an exceptional degree. And especially now, because uh, the seed of remorse is gone, the Bodhisattva has been meditating now to an exceptional degree. Okay. So when the Bodhisattva now enters into meditation, and in, in, in is now the Bodhisattva is now having a direct perception of the of emptiness because of these many things in the mind of the Bodhisattva that has brought to a state of cessation. So the Bodhisattva's mind now <coughs> is uh, it is said that the Bodhisattva enters into an exceptional meditation because of because of the. The, the condition of the cessation that the Bodhisattva is experiencing and that makes the Bodhisattva now when the Bodhisattva is seeing emptiness directly for the first time not the first time seeing emptiness directly again the Bodhisattva's understanding or the Bodhisattva's uh, um, uh, the Bodhisattva's uh, understanding or the Bodhisattva's perception of, of emptiness is now to, uh, is now uh, to a, uh, happening at an exceptional degree, okay. and because the Bodhisattva is now seeing emptiness directly at, with an exceptional mind, that makes the that makes the the impact of the Bodhisattva's uh, 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 experience of direct perception of emptiness to be to be exceptional. Okay, so even the uh, the most subtle form of uh, the most subtle form of emptiness. Or uh, the most subtle lackness, the Bodhisattva is directly perceiving and directly understanding, okay? and and that makes the Bodhisattva's understanding of emptiness to be exceptional. Now it doesn't mean that the Bodhisattva is seeing a new emptiness. The the same emptiness that the Bodhisattva understood well intellectually, even before uh, getting to the first bumi, it is the same emptiness that the Bodhisattva. Is, is, is seeing again at the sixth boon. But because you have to understand, because of the condition of the mind of the Bodhisattva at, at that moment, at that time, their understanding of emptiness 
is, is at, said to be exceptional because now the Bodhisattva actually has uh, actual cessations that is there's, by cessation uh, it means that with the tendency for, some, for, for a particular behavior for, for a particular um, understanding that tendency is completely gone that's why it's a cessation never again for the for the rest of the ex- for the rest of the existence of that bodhisattva, will that bodhisattva ever again have that particular behavior or, or have that particular misunderstanding? Okay, it's like uh, what do you call that? Uh, no, it's a difference between uh, when when you have a sickness and then there isn't a cure for it but there's a treatment for it so you can live the rest of your life functioning somewhat normally but the, the sickness is still with you so you have to continue do, doing something to sort of keep the sickness you know, from fully manifesting okay? so that's, that's, uh, that's having the seed okay? and then there is the, the, the condition of completely curing the, the sickness where the sickness is no longer within you and not only is the sickness no longer within you, uh, I guess also you, you develop a... Is it happen to all diseases? There's an immunity? Does it happen to all, with all diseases? Not with all diseases, but some diseases have immunity. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but I, mean, I was going to give an answer, and then I was like, and here. It would be like suppression is the first thing, and the other one would be eradication. Okay, yeah. Yeah, precisely that. So... So even though, even though from the moment when the Bodhisattva was, uh, because it was seriously a, was a serious Bodhisattva, and then uh, starting to really take the path in, in, into, uh, you know, uh, seriously take take on the different aspects, take on the different practices of the path, and the Bodhisattva is, has, is approaching just having the first kind of meditation, the meditation that's going to allow the Bodhisattva to see in sense directly. Even at that level, the Bodhisattva is seem to be exceptional. The Bodhisattva doesn't seem to be getting angry, doesn't seem to be uh, to, to, to lack patience, doesn't seem to uh, you know to lack effort. So even at that level, the the, the Bodhisattva is you know uh, those things are not ne- uh, readily manifesting, but their seeds are still there in the Bodhisattva. And then so that's why it, it, it takes the Bodhisattva more effort to be able to do a, a particular meditation because you, the Bodhisattva has all these things in the Bodhisattva's mind to deal with to finally get to, uh, to, to, to get to meditation. So now when the Bodhisattva is at the sixth, arriving at the sixth bhumi, the Bodhisattva doesn't have all, all these things to deal with in addition to getting to CMTNS directly again. So a lot of those things are just completely gone, eradicated. Okay. And because of that, it makes this time the, du- the direct perception of emptiness uh, exceptional okay. and, and it gives the Bodhisattva uh, out, out of the impact of that encounter then the Bodhisattva uh, experiences uh, uh, a freedom that is exceptional also and by freedom uh, it's the freedom that allows the Bodhisattva to manifest certain, certain things like uh, any other twelve 12, 12 uh, uh, qualities that, that, that are manifest 
or that are displayed by Bodhisattva. Okay. So at the first Bhumi, remember uh, the Bodhisattva, Bodhisattva is able to uh, in go to a hundred uh, to see a hundred Buddhas directly and have teachings on them, and then to have uh, you know it, there's this. Uh, this thing of multiples of a hundred, right? These twelve things that happen multiples of a hundred. You're able to manifest a, a hundred uh, emanations and then able to give each one of those emanations a hundred emanations each. Okay? So at the sixth Bhumi, now this is at a, well, I'm not, I'm not sure, it's a big number. <laughs> I think it's like a billion or something like that, or a hundred billion. Or, or a billion doesn't sound like a number that you would read in Buddhism. It's more like a. a thousand billion. Yeah, a thousand, yeah, something like that. A thousand billion, yeah. So, now the Bodhisattva is able to manifest a hundred or a, 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 a thousand billion or a hundred billion thousand, I'm not sure, oh, we can look it up. <laughs> uh, emanations, okay? I mean, it's already difficult enough that Fred showed us to count a billion dollars. Can you actually count, imagine a counting of a billion emanations of, of Bodhisattva? Now, <laughs> now, it also means that uh, n- not only these 12 things, these are, these are 12 things that are like, you know, taken out to, to, uh, uh, to focus on, but there are a lot of other things that the Bodhisattva is, is able, able, able to do that are not necessarily counted among the 12. Like, for example, at the at the first Bhumi, the Bodhisattva is already starting to manifest some sort of a psychic ability. I mean, before the first Bhumi, the Bodhisattva is already having uh, manifested some sort of uh, psychic uh, uh, abilities also. Okay? So all these things are happening and, and then whenever the Bodhisattva uh, moves up a Bhumi, then all these things get to be exceptionally, uh, uh, exceptionally as well. Okay? So, so the four immeasurables are now exceptional. The, the uh, at the at the third bhumi, the bodhisattva already uh, uh, is as mastering uh, the different kinds of able to enter the different kinds of meditations, the uh, the nine meditations, right? There's Nine meditations in each um, realm? Yeah, yeah. Well, each realm is divided into nine, but there's like nine that's sort of like over, like over, overall, overall, yeah. All three realms? All three realms. So there's three in each? Yeah, so you have, you have Shine, uh-huh. which is not really called a meditation, uh-huh. right? This is called an access to meditation. And you have the formal meditation that's divided, and you have the formless realm meditations and that's divided, and there's one more which is uh, which is called the taste of nirvana meditation. Okay. So it's four form four form meditation, four formless meditation, and and either you count shine as one, or you count the one that's uh, the exceptional one, the uh, the one that taste of nirvana as the other one. That makes a nine. Or you can just include all them, say ten. Okay. So the Bodhisattva now is capable at the third uh, Bhumi, able to uh, enter with ease any one of these meditations and come out of it. 
Oh yeah, yeah. It's it, it's a higher form of meditation, higher form of absorption. And this is the one that only uh, only Aryas actually can experience that. If you if you if you're not an Arya, <coughs> you cannot you cannot uh, enter that meditation state that which is called a Tetra Milan meditation. Do you ever get the feeling like that? Uh, um, the idea is that long ago people were just going in and out of Shanae like it's, you know <laughs> like no big deal. <laughs> like no big deal. Yeah. Like one time you said they were like producing arhats like hotcakes. <laughs> but I mean, do you ever get the feeling like okay, maybe maybe Shanae. It, it's not as big of a deal to get there as people make it out to be then. Maybe what they were thinking about Longo Shinye was really just like the Buddha when he sat under the tree and, and was watching his father cook the grass and went into some kind of like like a more pleasant state. Like mm-hmm. it, maybe and now they're like making too much out of it and making it like oh so you gotta live or you gotta like <laughs> dedicate your whole life to it. Or, you know, I mean, do you think it's maybe over time it's like become, I mean, it hasn't that we've gotten stupider or <laughs> or or you know less dedicated? Um, maybe what the idea, what they meant, you know, mm-hmm. all that time ago by Shine was maybe we're making too much out of it. Uh, that's, that's a good thing to investigate. Investigate. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I can give you what the, what they say, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I think it, 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 for you to investigate to really find out, it would, it would require something else. Well, it wouldn't be just you know reading what they say about it, but you know, to really invest, really analyze it, investigate it, what was going on at the time when hearts were coming about, cupcakes. What was going on in yeah. terms of? What was, I mean, I what was the condition of? What was the condition that they were living in? You know, what was the condition of those beings? Their condition in terms of their like environmental conditions, environmental conditions. like living in the forest, maybe and just grooming. <laughs> <laughs> and that that probably may, may have something to do with it. I don't know. I yeah, just because just an idea of yeah. what I think. Mm-hmm. Because you know, you know, Shine is basically, you know, the many different meditations are, are states of of uh, dealing dealing with distraction, right? When you're able to subdue distraction to uh, to a uh, to a sufficient degree, then you are said to be in, in some state of meditation. And depending on what you what what is referring to as a distraction, like for example, uh, shine. When you read shine, you have uh, sub, you have subdued distraction to a, to a, to an enough degree that you're able with it, you're able to see emptiness directly. But Shine, there are some elements within Shine that are considered to be distractions when you're comparing it to the formula meditation. And then the formula surround meditations are considered they're considered in any kind of form to be a distraction. And when you're able to subdue that, then you enter one of those formless meditations. So in a way you're dealing with distraction. And distraction it's not something that you necessarily have to train your, yourself to, to, to acquire. It's just something that seems to be to be there. 
So if you're living in an environment that is promoting distraction, it becomes even less, uh, it becomes uh, less difficult, not less difficult, more difficult <laughs> uh, to, to, to achieve those states or to practice those practices that bring them to, to, to calm them down. So if you consider at the time of the Buddha or close to around the time of the Buddha, that there, were, there, there was an actual movement of people leaving society, leaving, going to, a, to, to live in an in a environment of simplicity, and, and living in that environment for some time, and then cultivating, and, and only cultivating and those, uh, those, those mental states. So not only do you have a, 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 a what do you call it, a, a, uh, we call it a movement. I uh, would call it uh, for that uh, an established institution within the culture that is promoting simplicity, that is promoting uh, less distraction. You also have many uh, institutions which are which are uh, sort of like experimenting with how what are the different things, what are, what are the different ways you can lessen distraction, what are the different ways. What are the, what degrees of distractions you can you can you can you can uh, subdue? Mm-hmm. So you have all these things happening. So it makes it easier for someone in that culture to to to, to develop one of those machine uh, 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 or any other method. Yeah. So when you live in a culture that is, you could say the culture itself sort of almost look, looks down upon those kinds of states. In, in general, and it's completely promoting distraction because you go out, you're distracted by. Oh no no no! I, I'm 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 with you on that. Okay. I, I, do, do you think our culture is uh, anti-meditative state? I mean, we're anti-sitting and doing nothing, <laughs> but but not the state. Everybody wants to get to the state, right? But it's like on drugs and wants you know, <laughs> or you know, trying to get some sort of. Uh, State like that. I mean, and, and, and you know, people are into all sorts of like weird, like meditations and mm-hmm. dances and mm-hmm. you know, all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're the state, but not sitting and doing nothing because then you're lazy. Mm-hmm. So, no, see, what, what you pointed something out which is very interesting. That it's, it's as if uh, everyone is everyone has a call, and but no one is willing. Everyone wants to not have a call. But no one is taking the measure to stop the call. Okay. Yes, in whatever culture you go in, whatever culture you go into, you everybody wants to, anyone you encounter wants to experience a sense of peace, a sense of you know uh, all those things that are considered to be products of meditation. But in the in, in their daily activity, they're not promoting that. They're promoting the we are promoting the, the opposite of it. No, no, that I agree with. The, mm. the, the idea that we need to like mm. more and and uh, mm. you know, buy more and stuff. Yeah, and uh, so it's it, it's not. So, I wouldn't say so much that we are, as far as our intellect is concerned, our intellectual powers are less than the intellectual power of you know those who became arhat back then. And I know, but but, uh, but, that, but that's kind of put forth sometimes as being a reason. Yeah, that's like we said, the age of degeneration. Degeneration age, age yeah. People like used to memorize, <laughs> you know, everything. You know, mm. they hear it once and they remember. 
Uh, that is if you come, I mean, uh, if this wasn't like a... And of course what you said, the environment would help you yeah. be able to memorize more. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember that there was there's like certain uh, societies in, in the Middle East, North Africa, certain um, uh, Muslim societies where they were promoting mem- memorizing the Quran. And because it was part of the culture, it, it, it would be uh, it would be a difficult find to find to find to, uh, to encounter someone who has memorized the Quran. And of course, now that's you know it's no longer part of the culture anymore. So we have internet, we have books, so we don't need to memorize the Quran because you know, if, if, if I want a verse, I can just go online <laughs> and it will come up. And and uh, so the de- what, what they call in degenerate degeneration of, of the age, something that we may have to re uh, re re what re. You may have really been degenerate. I can't remember things. Watch internet. We have to re. Uh, Redefine. No, something can we redefine. We uh, something like that. I'll take redefine for now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because uh, it may not necessarily mean that you know all of a sudden that we are becoming like you know we are we are having the the intelligence of you know, of uh, of cows or <laughs> yeah like human the, the the mind of a twenty first century human is really the if you compare it to the mind of a, of a cow, you know, there, there isn't much of a difference. So it's, not, it's, not, it's not what it means. I mean, it's, it, it, it would, when it's presented, it seems to be presented that way, that intelligence can be getting less. Uh, but when you, look, when you look at it, it's like we are distracting ourselves more and more. And uh, you hear about uh, when, when I was a child, you know, people were... Uh, my generation older saying when I was a child I wouldn't have all these things and then uh, somebody else who grow up in this generation and then they have all these facts that they have to put into their heads you mean like new objects? yeah new objects yeah uh-huh. I mean uh, let me see uh, like email <laughs> yeah. deflag I mean all this. I mean all these terms, right? I mean now a five-year-old already has these things. Oh yeah, all these names, all these words in the vocabulary in their head. But all these are distractions to the culture of moving distraction, the culture of of, of calmness and peace. Yeah. And so, as I, I, I mean, as you're talking, that like my Uh, and there are, there are some centers 
the data more geared towards having retreats and the centers with are not so they're more into you know, everyday practicing and everyday studying but as far as retreats are concerned like uh, uh, my teacher uh, uh, he, he, he never he never he never did it in treat of us I mean he, we had we had okay things were called retreats but they were like retreats the way you the way you were understanding a retreat to be it was like for like a weekend of his teaching so that a retreat from a retreat from having to go to work or something or retreat from having so you're treating yourself from, from something else but when you're over there you're not like you know everybody in a meditative state you know, it's not like that, not, nothing like that it's just everybody enjoying yourself and, and, and happens to be that you're enjoying yourself with the, with the teaching there's you know, a lot of talking a lot of uh, in, you know uh, camaraderie going on it's not it's not like everybody sits down and try to meditate no, nothing like that. no. and that and this is what was what, what was called a retreat with, with my teacher I mean, as far as the group is concerned, but there are some there are some places where they actually, you know, go, like in uh, I think in, uh, uh, in Vermont with Chijong Chijong Chokri in the where he I think he sort of instituted uh, uh, a thing of uh, where he he enters into make in, he enters into retreat with a group. All they're doing is doing the practice, the meditating, doing the practice, meditating, and that's like for uh, a week or two or something like that. Okay. Now, if if as if you want to do it in a group, then you can just you know look around there, uh, uh, <laughs> there would like to like you know you ask them would you like them to do a get get a retreat, and you go to ask Rinpoche, uh, can you lead us in, you know in a meditative retreat? Okay. Uh, that, that's uh, something that we're <coughs> sort of diff, uh, it's a point of difficulty for new for us who are new for us who are Westerners who are being sort of like uh, introduced to the Dharma through uh, a different culture so there are certain things that we're taking we, we think should be there that we're waiting for and as far as they're concerned it's, it's not really in their minds and there are certain things that probably waiting, waiting for us, and, and and it's not even our mind. Okay, so the only thing to do is to communicate, talk, and and of course we are trying to not say anything that is might be even though for us it's not disrespectful, but it might be considered disrespectful in their culture. We try to avoid that, but just keep that in mind. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. Uh, if if what I'm saying is disrespectful, forgive me. But this is this is what uh, this is what I I feel what I would like to what I like to have to do. And then maybe they might tell you this is completely inappropriate. Don't really talk about that anymore. <laughs> or, <laughs> or they will tell you, oh, okay, uh, this is uh, what you're doing right now is exactly what we're expecting from you. <laughs> we're expecting you, and we were waiting for you to do just that, to say just that, and then we'll, we will do something, we'll do this, or we'll address that. Okay. So, Billy, uh, uh, so the reason I mentioned that in that aspect was a lot of when it comes to teaching because of the culture of, of Buddhism in general uh, uh, <coughs> someone uh, someone who's a teacher 
cannot is, uh, is discouraged from teaching something new by something new I mean something that the student has, hasn't heard yet uh, without the students inquiring about it asking for it so that, that's sort of like built within the culture of, of Buddhism. So no, but still no, you will hear that there's a seminar on, on this and that, that not, perhaps no one really asked for it, but they just put out there for people to come. But uh, that's really more like an exceptional, and it's really given in a sense that people, some people may have made that request. Why don't you have a seminar on that and that? And then a year later, here it is, okay, without sending direct uh, uh, request for it. So if you feel you you are at the point in your in your practice that you well, I think I need that, you just go and, and ask. Because uh, perhaps the the or the answer the the tradition or what do you call that? Uh, no, this perhaps this center starting to have retreats like you're talking about will never happen until somebody goes and asks. <laughs> okay. And because someone someone asked and then oh, okay now we are doing retreats now. Led by man is the retreat doing led by you okay? And the first time in which you came back, you did something like that, right? It was a a weekend weekend, week, weekend. it was like a teaching retreat kind of thing, right? Teaching meditation. The first weekend came back? Yeah. The one on the bottom? The one on the bottom. That was like a somewhat teaching and then meditation. Well, we we didn't get to practice it together. That's what was missing for me. You know, we we, uh, learned about the meditation Mm -hmm. uh, and we learned some things about the bottom, but we didn't sit together and practice Mm -hmm. that meditation. Mm -hmm. That would have been. Yeah. And also, I think it's also, uh, I, I would contrast that as the, the Buddhist culture or the Buddhist mindset and then the Western uh, religious mindset. In the Western, in Western religious mindset, there's always the idea of the good doing the same thing. In the, in the Buddhist mindset, you go, you learn, and you go on your, on your own and do it. So you will always find you will, you will find that mostly with with, with, with Buddhist uh, within Buddhist uh, centers. You, there's when the people, when the, the gathering they're gathering mostly to get information, and then as far as putting it into practice is concerned, that's when they go home. That's when they put it into practice. Okay. So sometimes. Probably as a as a, uh, a point of uh, economy, to in monasteries they would give a teaching, and then soon after they're supposed to be uh, uh, and, and and they would go into retreat for a month or for or so. Okay, so that and then they would do it in a group, and I I, I think that was more like a for for the sake of economy they, they did it not, not because of the of the of the culture of Buddhism. So it's more the individual practicing that, that that's what it, it's that's that's the what is cultivated more in the in, in Buddhism. So 
when you get to teaching, when, when you get to teaching, or when you get to when you start giving instruction, it's, it's understood you will go home and then do the retreat yourself. But you know, um, I, I, and that's what I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. But then it's personal to me. Yeah. Know, mm-hmm. um, and sometimes, like today, I asked your question, you know, I mean, how long is the sentence we learned about the Sasa, mm-hmm. you know, um, visualization? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I feel like you are doing it wrong for all these months. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and it occurs to me that I think I'm second guessing this. You know, mm-hmm. I don't really know. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so yeah. that's why I. Yeah, as soon as uh, those things come, you, you, you go and ask. Especially you ask to keep the to keep the the link or to strengthen the link that you you, you establish with the person who gave you the instruction in the first place. You go and ask that person when you when you can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, if if the might be a good you know um, retreat theme, you know, uh, so you take that as a as a as a, as a guideline, uh, you attend a teaching that's, that uh, seems to be, you know, uh, an instruction on some sort of meditation. Then, after the teaching is over, then you ask the teacher, "Can you guide us in a, in a, in a group group uh, retreat on that topic?" You can do that. Okay. Well, we we finally arrived at the sixth boomy. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the boomies are you know, quite easy. <laughs> so, uh, so the Bodhisattva is very close to achieving uh, liberation. That is achieving uh, the condition that would make the Bodhisattva that would, that would be compulsory for the Bodhisattva to take to to take on a rebirth. Okay. That condition, the seed, actually up to the when the Bodhisattva is now at the sixth bumi, the Bodhisattva doesn't really get uh, reborn uh, due, to com- due, to, due to the force of com- some sort of compulsion. The Bodhisattva at, uh, at the f- even at the first bumi, the Bodhisattva has a lot of uh, uh, Power, or you could say uh, a lot of sway in deciding, what was that? Influence, Influence in, in deciding where they are reborn. Okay. Because at the first boom, the Bodhisattva already has la- master, uh, uh, sufficient mastery of the meditations. And just mastery of the meditations alone can make an ordinary person decide where their next life will be. Not necessarily after that life, but <laughs> at least the next life. They can decide uh, uh, with just mastery of meditation alone, without any understanding of the Trinity or reality or any other things. Just a worldly path. You can decide where your next rebirth can, can be and, and take yourself there. Okay? But after that birth, that's it. You know, the ability is gone. Okay? But Bodhisattva on the first boom is able to do that concept continuously because the Bodhisattva is achieving cessations and whatever the, what the Bodhisattva acquires, the Bodhisattva never loses. Uh, they are only they are only enhanced. Okay. So uh, up to the sixth boom, the Bodhisattva already is, is 
pretty much deciding whoever the Bodhisattva appears, the Bodhisattva is there because the Bodhisattva has decided to be there. Okay? So, so the Bodhisattva has two more bhumis where the, you could say now the seeds to be forced to be reborn somewhere in Samsara, the Bodhisattva is now almost destroying them. Where the Bodhisattva it, at the eighth uh, bhumi is said to be having achieved the same state as an arhat, the same state as somebody who has com- who has who is no longer uh, forced to be reborn in Tamsara. Okay. But the Bodhisattva is not yet finished with the training become, to become a Buddha yet. Okay. Alright, so, anybody have any questions? When you, uh, this is the general question. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're, if you're, and probably tag you a little on the so, mm-hmm. uh, if you're sitting with different groups of people, not necessarily Vajrayana, but other Chan, for example, mm-hmm. and you're mixing it up, do you have any suggestion on how to, because you, you, as Westerners, and we're, this is not part of our tradition, and I feel it's race Catholic, mm-hmm. um, and then came to Buddhism. Um, but I sat with different groups and just trying to you know, not have a lot of information that's contradictory mm-hmm. but following the path that's, that's incorporating all of this mm-hmm. so that it's helpful instead of just a lot of disparate information that's not really going anywhere mm-hmm. any thoughts on that? Ah, um Woo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a big topic. <laughs> uh, mm. Like if she does it, uh, you know, she says she goes, she goes away this weekend and she does a retreat with a Zen group. Yeah. And then next week she's at some Tibetan monastery doing something with the mm-hmm. And then she comes back here. And we, you know, the, the point is that all of this, it needs to be practical. Do you have any advice for us? How can it be useful in our everyday uh, to, to begin with, uh, if you if you have a clear idea of what what, what you want, right, and you and, and, and you understand that, or the way the Zen do this, that will help me get 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 to where I want to. Okay. Then I would I would say to, I would say then definitely go. But if you're having doubt about well, I don't know if the, what's the, what they're saying here is as correct as the way what they're saying in the Zen tradition. Then I would say, stay in one place, really know what they're talking about. Then if you are having, still having doubt, then go to the other place and really know what they're talking about and then make the comparison. You only know comparison. So, for the one who is have, for the one who's trying to resolve doubt as to what path to take, then it's dangerous for that person to be going to one, one place to another, one place to another. And, and when it seems to me that's what they should do. But actually what this does is only create further, further doubt. So the thing to do is just stay in one place, really know what they're talking about. Then when you have some, some, some when you're able to, to, to uh, when able to, uh, to say, to speak to uh, someone else, what what this group is talking about and without necessarily um, misrepresenting them, then it's good for you to go to other places and and, and then try to resolve s- s- some doubt. 
but if you're just, you know, I have, uh, I want to get to this particular understanding or this particular state, okay, and, and this is that you have one place that is still like your, your foundation place, your foundation group or something, and then you need a little bit, little bit more, and they don't, so there's something within the Zen tradition that sort of, if you, you see that, it would sort of like facilitate or help you get to where you want to go to, then you go to the Zen. In the same way, like, uh, like the, the, what's that center called? The center by Goenka. Uh, yeah, Vipassana, right? So the, the, fo- the focus is only on getting you to sit down, you know, meditate and be, you know. So if you understand, wait a minute. If I, 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 this would help me with where I, where, where I want to get to. Without, without necessarily, you know, going to the philosophy of Vipassana or that, comparing with your philosophy and see and, but you just see that there's something in there that's going to be helpful. As a matter of fact, uh, even His Holiness has told, uh, uh, given, uh, uh, told uh, the monks within his own monastery to go to a Vipassana center and go learn, go learn that system there. And I think, what's his name? Uh, he was teaching here. Yeah, what's the monk teaching? What's his name? I've never heard of him. Ah, Yeah, he, he he was teaching Vipassana because, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so in, in, in that in that line, I would, this is how I would, uh, if I would answer it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, I mean, what, if you're if you're sampling bits and pieces from different groups, mm-hmm. so you have, you have this different understanding of the Dharma coming from different traditions. Mm-hmm. Is it your belief that all of that together is, is helpful in achieving a life? Then I would say, 
to deal with the sectarianism can go to see yourself in different places just to help just to remove the sectarianism but if you, if you want to get to enlightenment and we all want to get to enlightenment so then I go away, but, but <laughs> to be able to get there uh, to get there to, uh, do the first, first of course you have to do assembling in, in the beginning and then make a decision and you stay there and, 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 and stay there and, and until you completely absorb what that, what that tradition has to offer you. It, we would uh, do that and then if you need, have some other seeds of doubt that needs to be addressed only by going somewhere else, then you do that. I mean, uh, it's just what people do. And, and all the great ones that we know of, that's what, that's what, that's what they've done. They, before they encountered, before they started on the path, well, now, because everything has been so much institutionalized, you know, your child is born and your child is, you, know, you go here, you, you decide where the child goes, you, the child doesn't go out and simple. Okay? So the, and then when the child is trying, trying to figure out, well, is, is it only here it can be found? So at that moment, that's when the, 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 the tendency to be sectarian might, might, might develop within the child. And if the child, the person stays there, and they might stay there out of a sectarian, uh, um, sectarian emotion rather than really wanting to get to, to the end of the path. Okay. So, like Jason Kaba, for example, uh, he studied with, you know, Sakya with Nima and all the other schools and then through his own uh, understanding of what they, were, what they were saying that's what the, 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 the Gelupa school came out of okay. so and, and he lived at a Gelupa lived at a time where uh, <coughs> someone would study in the in, in monastery for a long time until they believe they, 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 they have a good grasp of, of the Dharma, of, of the teaching. And then they would actually go on a tour, they, 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 uh, going to different monasteries, learning and, and, and then debating. But that tradition doesn't exist anymore. The, 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 the different monasteries sort of like do it inter, 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 sorry, inter monastery intermonastically or inter internally internally like the the the, the Gelupas would visit different Gelupa monasteries <laughs> not necessarily vi- 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 not visiting different monasteries of different uh, sects just different Gelupa monasteries specifically there are specific monasteries designated for that <laughs> and then the Satyas probably do the same thing and, uh, and so on and so forth because it's become so institutionalized so I mean you know, they're big enough now, so they can have their own pilgrimage within their own. <laughs> like, like before, you had just a background, just a little house, and to do pilgrimage, you have to leave your house. And your house is so big, <laughs> you can do pilgrimage in your own house. Okay, something like that. I think it might be a question. Is there some sort of uh, like family tree of Buddhism that shows? Oh yeah. I mean, you have like a simple that in a book it's because, you know, the Kalupas went this way and this is their idea of practices. And oh, that kind of thing. Yeah, just sort of a flow chart. I don't know, I don't well, know. I have to say, you have to make that one up. 
you will find you will find a family tree up to Wimbate. <laughs> but as far as the things that large large traditions but, in general. No, no. You won't. Uh, the blue annals I think treat that a little bit. Uh, but n- nothing uh, very, uh, you know, very uh, detailed. I- I'm sure you, you, you could, you would probably be able to do that if you did the research, because, like, uh, no, that's that, that's what you're talking about, <laughs> the tanka. But this is only for the gelupa. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm just looking for like yeah. uh, and Buddhism and for dummies flowcharts or yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 just sort of. You know, no, you talk about uh, schools, philosophy, schools, philosophy. Not the teachers, not necessarily oh, okay. teachers. Oh, okay. I was hoping you were. I thought you were going to do something like that. <laughs> 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 Trying to get you to do something like that. <laughs> well, that'd be like a lot of people in there. Probably well, like a few rooms. You know, if you had the idea is, uh, you know, Zen versus. You know, mm-hmm. uh, okay, so you have the Buddha. So you have the Buddha, and then and then Theravada, Mahayana, and then. Yeah, just then. Oh, that would be different. That's uh, actually uh, you probably would be able to find that on the, uh, somebody's probably has done that already. I'm sure you probably could find it on the internet or something. Yeah, there's just a different. Yes, yeah, so something like on the history of Buddhism, we will give that to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That 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 I'm sure it exists. Yeah. You put it on your wall and say, "Well, it's a." Retreat here, but they're <laughs> they say they are different. So, <laughs> you know, mm. make it six. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so we started with uh, six movies. What, what time is uh, I mean, what time? Uh, next, next, next Saturday, next uh, next weekend? Do you think doing something? Yeah. Really? I think Children's Day again. Children's Day next week. Passion Park too. <laughs> <laughs> really? No, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> it is Children's Day. I think, right? Second Sunday of every month. Yeah. Today's the first, right? Yeah. Or the second. But I thought Rimati was going to be doing something. In case you're not wrote it on the calendar, um, to, just to make. I mean, <coughs> Whether it's next weekend or the weekend after, I thought it was next weekend. Yeah, the um, calendar. It's the calendar on the board. We have yellow, gold, yellow, and when the dots and the numbers, I guess Kate should have put in some certain things that they'd already decided on. Mm-hmm. So how people understand those coming up and yeah. be able to. Wait, I remember there was a, 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 a schedule when we, uh, calendar that was given out before we invited it came here, and then because there was a problem of finding a translator, that was sort of put on hold. Now they found a translator again. Uh, so, I don't know if yeah, no. there wasn't one yesterday. Yeah, if we found one, I love. Uh, <laughs> 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 this is out here. Huh? No. Oh, uh, Kishu Tarte and Kashi translated yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, but. Oh, no. Yesterday? Yeah. 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 Yeah.
But there will be something happening here. So we will always be happy here. We will be this class. So let's look at the calendar outside. Yeah. Okay. Alright. But I'll be here. You'll be here. Okay. Oh yeah, you won't be here. You'll be uh, over there. <laughs> okay. Animation, body, 
Bisa beda ini sudah. Kalau terus tak memang ada kaya. Ya, ada memang ada. Ya, ada. Well, that's why. A lot of a lot of uh, a lot of, a lot of times they, they just stick, stay they they state the uh, senses. Solohakaya, Dhammakaya, Nimanakaya, Subhakaya. Kaya is form. Yeah, body or form. So when you achieve enlightenment, your mind and body. Yeah. So enlightened mind and enlightened body. That will be the, the two divisions.